0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective,
1: 2020 on Vision. And it's my privilege to welcome onto the airwaves a man who I once said will probably be a future Prime Minister of Australia. Let's play the Aussie anthem as we welcome him on to the station today. Mark Niles, how are you doing, brother?
0: I'm doing well, Matt. You always make me laugh, I have to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is great to catch up with you today, mate. Uh, How's your weekend been?
0: Uh, Yeah, very good, actually. Managed to get some rest, which is unusual for me on a weekend. Usually I'm off speaking somewhere or doing something like that, but not this weekend, Matt. i got to just veg around in my
1: own home. Good to hear, mate. Look after yourself, hey? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Now, some interesting topics we're tackling today. Uh, The ABC, our national broadcaster, has got a survey called Australia Talks showing about uh, broad public concern about religious freedom. What's your take on that?
0: Yeah, this is very interesting to me. Um, uh, there is a survey, and the reason it's it's curious is because it's so big. There's 52,000 responses to this survey. Also, it is the ABC, um, and so you know you wouldn't f- assume that it would skew to the conservative side of things. Uh, and yet, 71% of those 52,000 people say that they believe that people are being discriminated against on the basis of their religion in Australian society, at least occasionally. Mm. Uh, And 30%, that's nearly half of those, uh, think that it's happening often. Um, And it's not just the religious Australians that believe that. 41% of non-religious Australians believe that. Uh, So that's very interesting to me. And I thought that this was possibly more closer to the truth just by my reading of things. I mean, I was at the press club recently debating this issue of the religious discrimination bill with uh, Fiona Patton um, from Victoria, and we're having this argument, and uh, one of the journalists stood up and he said, look, there is no evidence of people being discriminated against on the basis of their religion, and I don't find this compelling at all. You know, who's, you know, why would we be trying to fix a problem that doesn't exist? And I thought in the back of my head, look, I think you're out of touch. Um, I think you're stuck in the Canberra Press Gallery. I don't think you're out there talking to Aussies, uh, you know, middle Australians, quiet Australians, because I think you'll find they think differently to you. And uh, this sort of confirms what I was thinking. I'm like, yes, people are thinking differently. And it tells me that politicians need to be aware that they are moving in circles that are quite out of touch with how the heartbeat of quiet Australians works. Uh, And I think also... Um, it should be encouragement for those in government that they shouldn't be scared of this issue, but they should be very happy to pursue it and pursue it with conviction.
1: Mm, Fascinating research and uh, very important stats uh, that we uh, as Christians are able to uh, uh, quote and and use in our speeches. I'm going to be uh, looking up that article. Uh, Also, uh, interesting topic about the Queensland church leaders has recently signed an open letter against euthanasia, now backed by Muslim and Jewish leaders as well.
0: Yeah, this is pretty cool, actually, Matt. And the reason it's cool is not just because you've got Muslim and Jewish leaders as well as Christian leaders. But uh, I was looking at the list of those who did sign it, and you have both conservative and liberal leaders uh, from within the Christian Church movements who have also signed it. So this is a letter that is opposing euthanasia because the Queensland government is uh, talking about uh, coming up with a policy on euthanasia. We've seen it pass in Victoria. You've got it. You know really uh, on on the cusp of becoming law in Western Australia, Queensland's sort of coming up the rear now saying, "Well, perhaps we'll be next um, and I was really heartened because that uh, list of signatures includes all of those leaders, and you've got everything on there from the Presbyterians and the uh, Pentecostals through to the Uniting and the Anglican, uh, and some groups in there who usually would not see eye to eye, including those four that I just mentioned, on many social issues. And uh, it seems they unite when it comes to the issue of saying, hey, you know what, I don't think that to kill someone is actually uh, the same as caring for somebody. Uh, I don't think that healthcare (laughs) includes killing. Uh, And I think perhaps Uh, There's a good reason why we don't kill people, and there's a good reason why we don't let people commit suicide, uh, and we should pursue that. And, of course, Christians, it's not surprising to hear that from Christians and religious people who tend to be champions of life, uh, tend to believe that life is valuable, created, made, and it's owned, and it's stewarded by God, and and it's a gift. Um, And uh, that is a really important
1: truth. And another big hot topic that uh, just seems to be in the headlines all over the world Uh, New Zealand has balked at banning gay conversion therapy, and uh, PM uh, Jacinda Ardern acknowledges it is a religious freedom issue. That's interesting.
0: Isn't it? I mean, that really, really caught me by surprise when I read that. I thought, wait, hang on. (laughs) Uh, Jacinda Ardern is not meant to say these things. And and I looked into the detail of this, and um, the the New Zealand Parliament received a couple of petitions from the public, quite big ones, calling on it to ban um, gay conversion therapy. And the New Zealand Justice Select Committee decided they'd do a report on it and have a look at the policy issue and make a recommendation. They've said, no, actually, we shouldn't ban it. And they've said they shouldn't ban it for the very reason that I keep raising, which is effectively that nobody knows what it is. They're saying, well, hang on, you're throwing this term around, gay conversion therapy. Could you define for uh, for us, please, what are you referring to? Because... We need to remember that gay conversion therapy certainly isn't a Christian phrase. It's Mm. not a Christian term. It's not a religious term. This is something that's been made up by an activist somewhere and put out into public discourse. So it's a bit of a dog whistle because they're playing on this sense that people think, oh, yes, well, Christians and gays, they don't get on. So, yeah, it probably means something horrible. And then they sort of get these images of, you know, electric shock therapies or gay boot camps or something, you know, some crazy, coercive, nasty stuff. Uh, And of course, we should ban that. You shove a microphone in the face of a politician. You say, should we ban this? And they say, yeah, we should ban this. Not quite realizing what they're saying, because when you go and read the activists' own policy documents on this and you find out from them what they are referring to, they actually are referring to any preaching, any teaching, any prayer, uh, anything that comes from a Christian worldview and, and the gospel of Jesus Christ, which says, hey, you know what? Um, if you are gay, you can change, uh, oh. and Christ can change you. Now, that is the Gospel 101, and they want to ban it. So, uh, yes, it is an issue of religious freedom. Yes, it is an issue that goes to the heart of the Gospel itself. It's just dressed up in phraseology and language that makes it very hard to spot. So, uh, Jacinda Redern got this one right.
1: Well done, Jacinda. Tick for you. <laughs> uh, interesting story coming out of Texas. There's a troubling case of a seven-year-old Uh, named James Younger, uh, a.k.a. Luna Younger. And how long until parents... uh, You know, the the big question is, how long until parents lose the ability to have a say on their child's agenda? This is a big story, isn't it?
0: Yeah, this is really... uh, These stories just just get me, I think. um, This this just shows how serious things are getting. Um, James Younger is a seven-year-old boy, and uh, his parents are estranged. Uh, and they are partly estranged over his gender identity. Uh, when he was three, he was diagnosed with gender dysphoria, uh, and uh, he, uh, his mother says that he wants to identify as a girl. She's called him Luna, uh, so his name is changed to Luna Younger, uh, and uh, she also uh, uses female pronouns when she refers to him. She affirms his female identity um, and gets, lets him wear dresses and all this kind of stuff. Um, and James's dad is, is not going along with this. James's dad, who, who has uh, joint custody of, of, of the, the child, uh, and I think his sister, um, and uh, therefore has some rights over, over the direction that, that, that his child is taking, has said, well, no, uh, this, is, this is not good. And he said, actually, the mother is encouraging this behaviour, uh, and James only identifies as a girl when he's with his mum. Mm. Uh, and when he's with me, he's a boy again, and he's fine. Uh, and he said, you know, he released this very, very troubling video uh, of him just chatting with James when James was uh, three, and James says, "Mummy tells me I'm a girl," uh, and he says, "Oh, really? What else does Mummy tell you?" You know, and has this conversation, and the boy volunteers all this information about the fact that the mum is is dressing him as a girl and doing all these things to him, and so the dad's saying raising the alarm and saying, oh, "I'm not, I'm not on this this bandwagon," and of course the thing that's uh, that's led to the current crisis is that the mother has tried to enroll James or Luna into a transgender clinic um, Uh. and, uh, you know, has really tried to take this boy down the next sort of step to have his gender identity affirmed. uh, And who knows where that will lead over the next few years, whether puberty blockers will be involved and things like that. And the dad has basically put his foot down and said, no, this ain't happening. And he's applied basically to to get sole custody of the boy, whereas the mum's applied to get sole custody of the boy as well. And a Texas court uh, has ruled, uh, that the mother is to be awarded full custody of Mm. James. And so this, um, what they call gender affirmation, which is no such thing, uh, which is basically treating James as a girl and calling him Luna and, et cetera, that is now guaranteed. So Matt, the point you raised, um, at the opening was really crucial. Um, I think that this tells us that as Christians, we cannot afford not to care about what's happening politically, Mm. um, because uh, we really do face the prospect now. This is not the only case. There's other cases in Canada, in the UK, in Europe. Uh, There's even some cases we're aware of, not quite this bad, but there's some troubling cases starting in Australia. This is coming down now to children, the next generation, how we can parent. Uh, It's very, very grave indeed.
1: And I've read a few articles recently, Martin, of children who have been through uh, this uh, gender, you know, uh, transformation. You know, that they've, they've gone through one of these, you know, puberty blockers and they don't. But then they've decided they want to go back to their original sex that God mm. created them in. And they're absolutely confused now and going through the process to go back to their original sex. Um, there's a lot more of these yeah. stories coming out, too, isn't there?
0: Absolutely. I mean, uh, the, the, the data actually shows that between 80 and 90 percent of children who experience gender dysphoria pre, before puberty uh, grow out of it after puberty. So wow. it, this is a denial of the data. And uh, I've got a friend um, who some people will be aware of, a bloke called Walt Heyer. Uh, he was one of the first gender reassignment patients in the world back in the 50s. Um, and he lived as a woman for some years before um, detransitioning. transitioning uh, You know, you can't. They do things to your body that you, you can't fix. Um, but he lives as a man again. His name is Waltz. Um, and he's also converted to Christ. He's a Christian. And he runs a counseling ministry called Transgender Regret. And he travels the world meeting people uh, who have gone down this pathway and are now saying, listen, I've made a mistake. Uh, now, 40% of these people commit suicide. Um, the rest, you know, find some form of help. And Walt is one of those people that that, that helps them. Uh, and it's an absolutely tragic story. He, he says that he receives people contacting him every single day. And he said it can be between nine days and 15 years after surgery mm. when they realize this has not solved the problem. I mean, this is such a great issue. Uh, and as Christians, we just have to stand against it. We know that this isn't going to solve the concern that people with gender dysphoria have, it's only going to make it worse. And, um, you know, we're going to stand up for it.
1: Okay, Martin. Now, before we get to our last topic today, for the first time that I think ever, uh, first time ever, I don't think we've ever played any Kanye West on Vision Christian <laughs> Radio before. And I might get in trouble from my boss for this, but, you know, there are some Christians that love him, some Christians that are still not sure. I'm just going to play a little snippet of one of his latest songs, so people can judge for themselves, have a listen to this everyone John eight three three we did the of Abraham, shall be made free john eight three six to whom the set free, is free indeed he say, the like me hallelujah hallelujah. hallelujah, hallelujah. that 's uh, a little bit of a song there from Kanye West, everyone. can you believe it it 's a song called <laughs> Selah of his new album, Jesus is King. Uh, Martin, can you believe this album has dropped and the whole world's talking about Jesus at the moment?
0: Uh, It's pretty incredible, Matt. It is pretty incredible. I tell you what, I have...
1: Oh, Martin, you dropped your phone. You're so excited. Are you there? Sorry, I
0: did drop my phone. I was so excited. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) My headset actually fell out. But uh, look... um, the, I've only deliberately listened to hip hop once in my life, uh, <laughs> and this, well, this is the second time in my life that I've deliberately listened to hip hop. And I tell you what, it has blown my socks right off. I can't believe it. Um, I I I uh I was very sceptical, uh, of course, when I heard of Kanye's conversion. I mean, it's kind of like the Apostle Paul converting to Christ. You know, the church was very sceptical. They yeah. were going, oh. Mate, I'm really not sure about this. Uh, and there was that real sense out there, and I, I, I've got that sense. I don't think that's—I don't think that's that's bad. That's that's that exercising a little bit of wisdom about this and saying, look, let's not jump in with both feet too soon. Let's pray for the guy. Let's be careful. Let's just see how this pans out. I'm still kind of in that zone. But I tell you what, uh, when this album landed, "Jesus Is King," I got online and I, I listened to hip hop and I, I looked up all the lyrics. Wow, Matt, I tell you what, I think people have heard from that song that you just played a snippet of. I mean, there's a song in there called Jesus is Lord, and it is a repetition of the Scripture. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, Jesus is Lord. Mm. Um, And it's not just that Jesus is King. It's not just that Jesus is Lord, which is the message that they preach in the book of Acts, you know, the apostles all the time. But there's personal stuff in there as well. There's a lot of confession. Uh, He talks, he confesses his arrogance. He confesses the way he hurt other people. Um, he talks about faith. He says blindfolded on this road. Watch me faith walk and all this kind of stuff. My life is his. I'm no longer my own. Um, it's pretty incredible. Uh, it's, there's no heresy in there. It's theologically pretty straight. There's lots and lots of scripture references. He refers to Chick-fil-A even, the fast food outlet over there that, that closes on Sundays and, and causes controversy because of their Christian views. And I gotta say, I'm, I'm heartened and, uh, It's interesting to me, you've got, what, Kanye West, who, oh, and and the importance of this, by the way, is that hip-hop in America um, guides culture. Mm. Uh, It's a huge cultural influence. Um, And uh, there's no one bigger in hip-hop than Kanye West. Mm. Uh, And so you're right, Matt, the the whole country and now the world is talking about Jesus, and every time they do so, they're they're saying Jesus is king, Jesus is king, Mm. Jesus is king, because that's the name of the album. It's astonishing. You've got Kanye. You've also got Selena Gomez who's come out recently and talked very openly about her faith and the fact that she's now a Christian. She was diagnosed with lupus, went through some difficult times. Uh, She's now professing faith in Christ. And you've got Justin Bieber on the edge there as well who who seems to be working through something. Uh, We're not fully sure, but he's in church and all the rest of it. I'm looking at this and going, isn't this interesting? Mm. Um, I'm not sure what God is doing, but uh, Kanye's testimony... Uh, so far, is looking way better than I ever dreamed. So praise God.
1: A couple of interesting facts I've uh, noted uh, in this discussion about Kanye West. I've been on the internet all weekend, seeing all the updates. You know, uh, interestingly, he told all of his team that were working on the Jesus is King project that he didn't want them to have any premarital sex. Uh, yeah, which is incredible. You know, what a great standard to set for his team. And yeah. uh, one thing that people have tried to use against him, but I actually think it's, a, it's actually a great uh, confirmation that he's on the right track. Um, I don't know if you've heard this, uh, Martin, but the Church of Satan has tweeted and said, we're so glad that Kanye's released his album finally. He's our best weapon in this world. <laughs> now, that's a great endorsement as far as I'm concerned, because we know the devil's a liar, don't we, man? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, that's a good lie. I, I was thinking where's matt going with this one <laughs> you're quite right that is exactly true and look he's also come out and he started to say some uh, things publicly about uh, abortion he said he said abortion is wrong and yeah. very concerned about the abortion particularly of uh, black children uh which is out of control i think there's more black children aborted than born in the united states mm. um and he's raised some of these things too so he's Gosh, I mean, the guy is in the public square in the heat of the moment declaring Jesus is king. And that seems to filter down into his reflections on his personal life. It seems to be filtering into his reflections on culture. Um, and, yeah, look, it's still imperfect. But my word, um, I-, I would say to everybody, pray for this man. Mm-hmm. Um, pray for him often because he seems to be in a better place than I could have uh imagined and no doubt he has a, he has a journey to walk as we all do um, but most importantly because of him so far uh, the world is talking about the lordship of Jesus Christ and um, that is good news on any measure
1: well all I can say uh, man is uh, is this he's a a wretch like me he saved a wretch like me. We heard it from the man himself. That's Kanye. And uh, I'm so glad, Martin, to hear that you're getting down with your bad self and listening to some hip-hop music now, mate. <laughs>
0: While, I'm going to be running it in my car and everyone will think that i am completely lost the plot.
1: You'll need to get some bling on, you know, get some big oh, well, pe- baggy pants, you know. Get some good mags on, some
0: spinners in the <laughs> wheels there. And, you know, I've already got a spoiler, so I'm halfway there.
1: <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you, Martin, and if people want to find out more, they can search up The Australian Christian Lobby on social media, also the website. Uh, They can uh, sign all these great petitions, get involved, uh, be passionate about the things that us Christians need to speak up about. Thanks for being such an amazing man of God, Martin. God bless. Thank you, Matt. My my pleasure.
0: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
1: To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.